No way. We had a uh, burning. Strange thing happened. I had a skin diving suit. You know those rubber? So I put that in the fire and had the whole police force come down. (laughs) (coughs) I caused a lot of trouble. But you can't fire me from the church. (laughs) Where was I? Oh, my brothers, we had this wedding. My niece was getting married. Now this is a little later. I'm just talking about my relatives, friends. Just to give you an idea, saying, this is the same spirit we go to the campus with. I'm trying to just give you the spirit of it. So she says, well, uh, this brother, good brother, is going to get married to her. And she came to me, and he came to me about... They're getting married, so if I would say something at the wedding. I said, uh, I can't guarantee you I won't preach the gospel. I won't just shine the papers. I'm going to turn that whole thing into a gospel meeting. If my, if my brother comes there, I'm going to preach. They go, well, let's do it. So I got my mother, all the ones in our family that are saved. There's another brother that's saved, Toshi. He got saved another way. He got saved before I was, but he never told anyone because no one could explain what happened. Being a Buddhist, he went diving in Hawaii and he got caught by a current that took him out about one mile. And uh, they were trying to swim back and he was, di- they were, he was drowning. He was the weakest of all the swimmers. It was way out. The current was real strong. So they threw all the equipment and they tried to pull him through. And three of them began to drown. So he told them, go back. I'll be all right. He says he saw them swim away. And he knew this was the end. Now, I don't think he heard the gospel. He only shared that after I got saved. I told him how the Lord was enjoyable. He said while he was out there, all he could do was cry out to God. He says, God, save me. Who do you think came? Jesus came. And the voice came to him inwardly saying, if you want to swim in these waters all day, I'll be with you. He got strengthened. He got strengthened, and he swam back, and the two that was trying to help him crawled to shore, he walked to shore. But he didn't know what really happened. After that, he tried different religions. He got sick of it. He said, I'm giving it up. I says, you come to the church meeting. Come on. And being in a quiet situation all his life, the noise bothered him. How many bothered you the first time the noise was here? He says, I don't like this. I said, that's good. You've got to be honest with the Lord. He said, I don't like this noise. How come all this noise? I says, well, the Bible, sometimes you have to make noise. And he says, you know what? He fought the Lord for two weeks 
about the church. I didn't tell him it's the church. I said, this is the place to meet. The Lord would not give him physical sleep for two weeks. He says, I give up. I'm coming to the meeting. <laughs> That's how I preach the ground of the church. <laughs> See, it's all different, right? I, don't, I look at my experience, but I surely wanted him to be to meet with us. Then at the wedding, everyone prayed for it, the saints, and we had an outdoor meeting. And all my brothers came, and I'm the youngest in the family. So, you know, Japanese family, you're the young kid, brother. You don't say anything. You just bow at my feet. So there was my oldest brother in the back row with his wife from Japan. And uh, my brother-in-law, I tried to share one time, he's ready to hit me. And I told my wife, I said, just about a couple of months before I said, I'm going to have to preach to him. I think he's going to slug me. Just pray that I won't slug back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get a little whack. See what happens. He hates the Lord. So we prayed for that. In the prayer, we says, Lord, this one, it seems like impossible. So for eight weeks, we just prayed. Then that morning, the Lord gave me John chapter 2 to preach. And the message was, be as negative as you can to them. You would think the message would be, God is love. And I said, about filling the water pot with debt. I just said, you got filled up with this junk and that junk and this junk and everything. And I made everything bleak and dark and... I says, besides that, you're not my real family. You're not my brother. These are my brothers. That was God's love. Yeah. <laughs> right at that moment, my mom stood up, walked up, and stood with me and looked at all of his sons, her sons. This is the one I'm standing with that busted my brother. He stood up and called on the Lord. And uh, the, my brother-in-law that was in the meeting talking to my sister and I thought he was talking negative. He was telling her, stand up. And they both stood up. Then my nep two nephews stood up. My niece did not receive the Lord. I'm still praying for her. Another one. Oh Lord. Well, I went back this time. My bro well, another brother in Hawaii is not saved. So I'm burdened for him, bearing for 15 years. No, no, 18 now, since I got saved. He won't receive the Lord. But he called one day and was so happy to my mom. And I realized he got saved. And through a, a denomination that never was there, a young man went to a small town of a thousand people and in four years before that I don't think anyone was saved in that little town 150 now is saved so it's open even in Hawaii you must realize people are opening up all over and I met that pastor shared with him he says next time you come to please say something and Lord's day I said well we'll see <laughs> 
Then when I went there, my sister-in-law is also saved, my brother's husband. And my brother is preaching also. So he's testifying. The whole town, the Japanese are all Buddhist. And my, uh, I went there and her mother and her father are Buddhist. And they just, the father got saved three years now. And the mother who's dying from cancer uh, just got saved six months before I went there. I went there this summer. And because the gospel to her inwardly was not strong enough, she had doubts when she was dying. She's dying, so she'd go back to Buddhism sometimes. So they asked me, how shall I, we, I help her? They can help her. So I says, well, just tell them to call on the Lord. So the next morning, the Lord touched me to go see her myself. And I went to see her. And I didn't realize it. Everything, saints, is in the body. You must believe that the Lord will come through you. And what, what, what would I say to this elderly uh, lady that just received the Lord and is weak, is fluctuating? I didn't know what they say. I sat down in front of her. I said, I'm going to pray for you. And I don't believe in, quote, quote, these things or laying hands or anything. But I felt to hold her hands. And I began to hold her hands and pray. And she began to profusely weep and thank the Lord. She just said, thank you, Jesus. And then they had this two older, man, two older couple that has been saved now. They were Buddhists. I just show them the verses and they called on the Lord. Amen. People, everyone needs the Lord. Amen. So we go out saints, please don't think that the gospel on the campus is something separate than from the gospel the whole church preaches. You understand? I have a burden that Hawaii will be saved. You like to go with me? <laughs> I took him with me. So, I don't know, saints, how to release this burden. And I know I'm short on it, how to utter it. Uh, I get touched every time how to see just the Lord saved us. Aren't you glad the Lord saved you? Amen. When did you get saved, brother? Uh, 1971. Wow. Amen. How did you get saved? Uh, well, I, you want me to tell? Sure. I was in a graveyard, and uh, someone had preached the gospel to me, and it was on top of uh, an area where I lived, and it was a Quaker graveyard. And I was doubtful, too. And I said, Lord, if you're real... You've got to make yourself real to me. Amen. And he did. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I, that's the time when I knew, and I opened up to the Lord. I said, Lord, if you're really real, if you're really what so-and-so has told me you are, then you've got to come into my life. I mm, this. Mm, good. And uh, I was by myself, and, uh, uh, and I distinct, and I was ignorant of anything else, but I distinctly remember from that time on, I had an inner peace within me 
that I could not put my finger on. And it wasn't until a long time later that I realized that that was the Lord had gotten into me at that point. Amen. Praise the Lord. Very glad he did. Amen. <laughs> if you remember that and you contact the Lord, you go out with that spirit, it will touch people. Your appreciation of him saving you is the is the everyone on the streets or now a last one. Oh Lord. I had two burdens this morning. I had to touch one first. Keep the second one for next year. <clears throat> I have a neighbor about 75 years old. And the first time I met him seven years ago, he told me, as soon as I preached the gospel to him, he says, Mary was not a virgin and mocked. He says, I'm an atheist. I didn't say anything. I begin to pray for him. The Lord won't let me go. So, <clears throat> I was mowing the lawn. He says, he says, I stopped the machine. He says, I know why your plants grow. You talk to them. I says, Bill, I'm not talking to the plants. I'm talking to the Lord. He goes, oh. <laughs> Don't worry if they say they're atheists. Then I spoke to him over the period of three years as the chance came. And the last one, I used a real trick on him. He loves my little daughter. She's a bold little thing. She says, you know those people out there, Daddy? They don't believe the triune God. They think there are three gods. She's only six years old, you know. And I have a beautiful flower at home, purple. And my daughter, I was looking at it. I said, look at this one. I told my daughter. And Bill was across the street. I says, Bill, come over. Come over. Wow, he said, look at that flower. Creation, right? I says, Bill, could you tell my daughter who made this flower? He goes, God. I said, thank you very much, Bill. And at, the, at that time when he was looking, my daughter was like, when I asked her that question, my daughter went, looked into him and goes. <laughs> then the last year after I came back, spent some time with him. And he confessed that while he was young, his mother preached the gospel to him. And he confessed that Jesus is the Christ. Then yeah. the last time I went back, I got together with him to pray with him. Called him over, sat him down. On a, his wife is very ill. And I says, Bill, is your wife safe? And he taught a long time. He says, no. 
But I was just telling her in the hospital, she doesn't need any fancy prayer or going to any kind of cathedral. She just needs to talk to the Lord. So this atheist now is preaching to his wife. So that's my neighbor. I got another neighbor above who's about the same age. I don't think he's saved. But we have wedding in our backyard. And every time I go, I says, well, uh, next week we're going to have some young people come to the backyard and sing songs. Does that bother you? No. He says, I was wondering when you're going to sing again. <laughs> so he's open to the singing. So some people will take years. Some of these freshmen, we got to go touch right away. So whatever, saints, we're not saying everyone needs to go here. Everyone, no. If I'm not on the campus, I'm going somewhere. My neighbors or what have you. Our neighborhood. But let's have the same spirit in the church life to dispense the triune God. Amen. Right? Isn't it good when God gets into a man? Amen. Look at Sam. You enjoy John chapter 2? Amen. The new wine. Amen. Hallelujah. In me. Amen. So, it's 12 o'clock. I don't know if you got anything. All I can do is open my heart. Right? And actually, saints, I made a lot of mistakes. Don't think you need techniques. Right? You have any technique? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we really appreciate being here. Uh, we feel just a privilege. Uh, forgive us for not coming the first time when we were promised to come. This bothers us quite a lot afterwards. We had to take care of a situation. But our burden is that, Lord willing, we'd like to come at least once a year or every semester and build something up. We need a strong home gathering. Strengthen every home gathering. Right? We need to get into the word with all the crucial points. And we need the propagation from all the saints whether in the neighborhood, whether it's going to the campuses, everywhere, uh, whether you are a bold person, shy person, it doesn't matter. The Lord will use you. Just say, Lord, use me. He wants to use you. So in John 15, it says, every branch in me. Everyone who's a branch in the vine, say amen. Amen. Joe, you're qualified. Qualified to bear fruit. So, Lord, have your way. Absolutely designed 
to get into man. And not only that, but the whole aspect of divine life, it's eager to get into man. And you know, my experience has been, the more I touch this divine life, the more I just am eager to share this divine life with others. And um, I really felt uh, relieved. You know, I'm a person that has a tendency to put myself under certain pressures and whatnot. But you know something? Isn't it great that God is so rich? Amen. He's such a rich God. Amen. And He wants to get into us as all these riches. Amen. And that we are man, and I enjoyed this part too, that the reason we seek so many things is because actually we all long to have God in us. Right. Right. But our problem is we just don't know it. But we need to tell other people that that's what they really want. It's not a matter of, you know, we're putting something on a person. You know, you better straighten up or God's going to step on you. But really, it's that we have a God who is so incredibly rich and wonderful. And not only that, but He has made Himself available to get into you and be so incredibly rich and wonderful. How can a person deny that? How can a person say, I don't want that? You know, and I just am excited now. I realize, Lord, I even got up this morning, Lord, even even concerned with this meeting. At first, my first thought was, well, I'm going to a meeting. But then I had a realization as I was brushing my teeth. No, I want to go there this morning and just speak to the saints. Speak that I have enjoyed you this morning, and I've got the divine life in me. And my realization is, every one of us here has the divine life in us. Isn't that wonderful? And I honestly believe that every one of us is eager to speak about this divine life to others. And we need to just let ourselves do this. No control, no, no way. Just speak about this wonderful life that's in us. You know, I got sick too. And I had a terrible relationship with my family. But since that time I got saved, my mother has gotten saved. Isn't that wonderful? My mother, who I used to hate. You know? I mean, I thought I did anyway. But now my mother has gotten saved. And my sister, who we all know. She got saved. And my father, before he passed away on his deathbed, my father got saved. You see? And here I'm, you know, and I realize now we have one person left, and that's my brother. And I tell you, how can he possibly get away? Because the divine light is after him. You see what I'm saying? I just realized I enjoyed this so much. That the gospel is not something to put us in bondage, Amen. but it's something to release that divine yeah. life that's in us. I tell you, if we could just get into us, you know, get into this matter of preaching the gospel. It's not preaching the gospel. You know what it really is? Preaching the good news of God. Amen. The good news is that God is so wonderful. Amen. We have a wonderful, loving, rich God. Amen. And this rich God has designed man to be dispensed into. Amen. And that man can contain this wonderful, triune God. Amen. And man can be full and man can be happy. Amen. And I'll tell you, what I enjoyed so much is right. Without us, God is a lightning bolt. And everybody God would touch would instantly explode. But he has made the church his transformer. And he's cut himself down 
from a billion volts to 110 current. Amen. And we can touch everybody and flow life into them. I tell you, we are the vessels of God today. Amen. We are God's extension cord. Amen. Isn't that great? Amen. We are the 1,000 mile extension cord of God. Amen. And we can just supply the divine life to others. Amen. You know, you can look at it two ways. One, as kind of we have a quota on us. That, whoa, I got to speak to 15 people a month. And that gets us down. But, of course, and you go, and you say, in this month, I'm going to get to 15 people in three days. Then the rest of the month, I have off. But, you know, that's one way to look at the gospel. And what I enjoy is, Lord, I have the wonderful trying God in me. Amen. And it's meant so much to my life that you've gotten into me. Amen. And I want you to get into other people. Amen. In fact, it's really enjoyable to speak about you to other people. Amen. You know, I personally have been under a cloud. And I just pray, Lord, I don't want a revival. I don't want to get emotionally stirred up. But I want you to well up within me as a welling water of life. Amen. To overflow to other people. Amen. You know, and this is what I pray. Lord, I want something of your life worked into me in this way. Not temporary, but I want it to be woven into my, the fabric of my person. That the gospel would just be a part of my daily life. Amen. Amen. I look at it this way and it really makes me glad. Amen. So I just want to encourage everybody that we have the triune God in us. Amen. And all of us probably right now could stand up and say how we have spoken to others and they've gotten saved. Amen. We do have fruit, but we need to have 10, 30, <coughs> 50, 100 fold. And it's all a matter of just speaking out this triune God. Amen. We need to realize we have the freedom to speak forth God. Amen. To speak forth the enjoyment of a triune God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wednesday night's home meeting, we had a new one get saved. Amen. We had one call upon the Lord. Amen. And you know the Spirit led us in a different way than we normally take. The Spirit began to have a burden to preach the gospel in light of the household salvation. Amen. And the Spirit turned us to the verses in Acts 16, 29. And the Philippian jailer said, What must I do to be saved? And then Paul says, Thou shalt believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we saw something very interesting. I've always prayed for household salvation, but I never saw the emphasis that the Spirit really put on it. You know what the Spirit said? said, and they spoke the word of God to him and to his family. Amen. I never saw this before. Amen. That the speaking of the word of God is important to him and to his family. Amen. You know, you can sit back and pray, but the word says they spoke. Amen. The speaking must come. sharing this morning, we have a real realization that the gospel is the good news to all mankind. Amen. As uh, Howard was sharing, just realize that 
All of humanity, the whole sea of humanity has the same need, right. and that is to receive God. Right. He mentioned some that were 75 years old. Right. He mentioned a six-year-old. He mentioned uh, students, hula dancers. I mean, the whole spectrum of mankind, just in his own experience, you can see, were touched by the gospel. Right. I think we're all impressed by the gospel of John, how the Lord went to a vast variety of people. Yeah. Right. Right. What, he, what I was impressed with is that the Lord went to the people. Mm -hmm. Even our brother's testimony, he was going to the people, or people were going to him. So in the gospel, we need to go and bring the good news. Amen. You know, I think in these days, this is somewhat of a, uh, I shouldn't say a new, but to us, somewhat, it is a new concept. We've always wanted to bring people to us, mm -hmm. bring them to our meeting. Mm -hmm. But yeah. today, the Lord wants to take the good news to, to, human, to mankind, yeah. to humanity today. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord, we are that wire. Amen. We will just touch the people. Amen. That divine life will flow Amen. into them. Amen. And every man needs this gospel. Amen. Just it's so good to refresh our own experience, like Howard said. We realize that we were just men in all those circumstances. We were just people in all those varieties of life. Yet we needed this gospel. Mm. We needed this person, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We desperately needed him. Right. Even when we thought we didn't need him. Right. Right. That's right. Yet we had that need. Mm. And when we realize that all of man today is they're seeking pleasures, <laughs> what they're really seeking is right. 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 Don't realize it. That's the only problem. They don't realize it. Mm. You go to Georgia Tech's campus, we were there last night. So many seeking pleasure. But to us, that meant they were seeking God. Right. Yeah. That was a sign to us. They were seeking God last right. night. Yeah. In all their funny costumes, they were seeking God. Right. But we're blind to the way to find Him. Right. So we have to go and point this wonderful Christ to all these men. Yeah. To tear away the darkness yeah. and bring to them the gospel of light. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So I just feel like, you know, for the whole church here in these next especially in these next few weeks. We need to kind of turn like this. We need to realize, Lord, we want to be those that go mm. to carry the gospel out. Right. And you know, the campus is not that the campus is anything particular, except that the campus provides a wonderful opportunity, a wonderful setting, environment, the sovereignty of God, where so many people are there right. in this one little, small, mm. so many square square miles, probably only a few square miles, if even that, is a, is a sea of humanity, of people who are really at this age especially seeking what is life about. Mm. Right. They're asking the questions, what is life what about? Right. And so the campus is the setting just to go and feed all these ones, to touch them with the gospel. Amen. So praise the Lord for the next two, three weeks especially, the brothers are here, the saints are here. We can just go and preach the gospel. Amen. Not that we wouldn't preach the gospel on our job or to our families. I think our brothers shared it so clear this morning. The gospel is available everywhere we are. Amen. But yet, we've got a wonderful opportunity here in Atlanta. As the brothers are here to help and support us to touch these campuses here in Georgia. Both Georgia Tech and uh, the University of Georgia. And uh, we've been fellowshipping, and I would just say, out of our fellowship, we just uh, would feel that with the saints, it'd be good just to commit yourself to some time on the campus. 
just commit yourself with some time to give to the work that we are into right now. Maybe it's one hour a week is all you have. Like Howard shared last night, give that one hour with a burning spirit. Amen. Maybe you're a housewife, don't have much time. But what about one hour or two hours, one night a week only, that you can say, yes, I will go to that campus. And for that time you're there, just be, all week long, just be praying for that hour you're going to be on that campus. You know, sometimes we feel like maybe you think, that, you think the request is to be there every single night. Well, we realize not all the saints can be there every single night. But we still need to be a definite kind of persons. That we would just give ourselves to the Lord for a specific time each week. Then the Lord can do something. For the gospel is a long-range endeavor. It's our, life, it's our livelihood. We just do it our whole life long is speaking for the Lord. Wherever we are. But in particular, in the next two, three weeks, we want to build up something for the Lord to move on the campuses. If the Lord can gain the campuses, He'll gain the city. He'll gain much more than we think. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll probably have some more fellowship tonight. We, this is the first uh, Sunday of the month, and we've been practicing to have the corporate Lord's Table on the first uh, Lord's Day of each month. So tonight we'll come back and we'll have the Lord's Table here all together. And uh, we'll have some more fellowship, and maybe we have some more specific fellowship for the campus in this coming week. So you all come back tonight at 6 o'clock for the Lord's Table. Amen. Before you go, let me announce the, uh, some uh, training announcements. And uh, one is the uh, yeah, that's right, good. one is that the uh, training due for those saints going to Irving is due uh, this week. So please pay your date, your training donation this week in the service office. Do it today if you can. And then we have one more following week for those who are going to the video training. Amen. Before we we have a. Uh, we have a brother here who wants to be baptized this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, any other announcements before we we have our we baptize our brother? Okay. Uh, what is your name again? Jack. Okay. Brother Jack is a uh, friend of Henry's here. Amen. 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 Jack needs to give a testimony of how you got saved. Amen. What you've experienced. Amen. 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 Amen.
and also that you are baptized into the one body of Christ. Amen. Isn't that good? Amen. Let's hurry again. Amen. Let's hurry. Amen. Let me take him to go there. Okay. And then be ushers there to receive him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It says, you go and baptize. So we, today, are baptizing this young man into the reality. Amen. It's not a, just a form. Right. 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 right? We're through with forms. But we want to put this one in the triune God. Amen. So when he goes in, brothers, we are putting him into the triune God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 